Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. This is your host, Stephanie Shar, and I'm so excited that you're here. Um, okay, as usual, I'm driving. As usual, I hope you can hear me, and as usual, I know you always do. So, we're good. All right, so... I asked on my Instagram stories, by the way, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at OwnYourBold. So I asked you guys on my stories what you wanted to hear about today, and a lot of it is about mindset, motherhood, um, planning for 2021, and kind of like what I'm, what I'm kind of like gathering from the questions I asked and from the questions that people ask me is people are asking about how to basically how to do it all as a parent um which I totally understand and people always say like oh you don't have to do it all like you can pick and choose but if you're a parent especially if you're a single parent like you have to do it all there is no one else and so and that's really what my book is about my book strong as a single mom is coming out very soon and um it's really about about that that's a big part of it is you know some people are put in these situations where they're forced to be strong they're forced to be mighty and some people are put in I mean of course they all have problems but not everyone is put in the position of a single parent where it's like everything is on your shoulders and you don't have a choice like you have to get up and do what you need to do every day whereas some people have a little more leeway and what the book is about is how all of us have the same amount of inner strength. All of us are strong. So like when people tell me, and and the book starts with a quote that somebody said to me. Someone said to me one day, um, you know, no one is as strong as a single mom. And she's a mom. And and the person that told me this, she's a mom and she's married and she has kids and she works and all those things. But, um, but she's not doing it by herself. And I didn't really understand that when she told me that a few years ago, I was like, I don't think that I'm stronger than any other woman um, or any other parent or, or anybody. I believe that we all have the same amount of inner strength. The difference is that some of us are forced into these situations where, I mean, and you guys know I, I'm, I'm all about personal responsibility. So I think, you know, half the time it's a manifestation of our own thoughts, actions, things like that. But anyway, you get my point. Some of us are in these situations where we're where we have to tap into that inner strength more than others. I mean, if if you're if we're talking about someone in the military that's on the front lines like risking their life to be killed, like obviously they have to tap into that into that inner strength more than someone just walking down the street in America. So, you know, it's always going to be different depending on who you are and where you're at and all of that. So, but my point is that you can learn from people that have struggled and that have been in these situations that maybe you haven't been in and now you can go ahead and take those lessons and apply them to your own life, no matter what your situation is. And another reference that I make in my introduction to my book is another conversation with a friend who, um, again, is married with kids and um, she was in a situation where she didn't have to work. So her husband made enough money where she could be a stay-at-home mom and she didn't have to work. Not that being a stay-at-home mom is not work. Trust me, that is not what I'm saying. No one come at me. Obviously, being a stay-at-home mom is a lot of work. It's a really hard job. But she didn't have to 
make money, but she wanted to. She wanted to just for herself, for fun, for fulfillment, and so she did start a side hustle, and she told me that she was actually jealous of me. She told me that she was actually envious of me because I had more of a need for the money than she did, and so I worked harder um, because I had to, because I had to pay my bills. So it, it was almost like this envy that she had of my work ethic when again, in my head, I'm like, anyone can do this. It's just a choice. It's all about your choices, right? So the choices that we made up until this point have brought us to this point, And we can now choose different choices if we want to moving forward to change our lives. And again, I'm not saying that every single thing that happens to us is our fault. I'm not saying, saying that every single thing that happens to us is not our fault. Um, you know, we have to deal with the cards that we've been dealt, but also... We, we do make choices and those choices become our experiences as well. And it's all combined, right? We're co-creators with God, but also we cannot control what other people do to us. We can't control how they treat us. We can't control the family that we're born into, the country that we're born into, all of those things. You know, we can choose our career, but maybe we didn't choose for circumstances to happen in that career. I mean, maybe you, maybe you um, started a new job and it's a great job and then you, you join the company and then you get like sexually harassed or something like obviously it's not your fault that you were sexually harassed you decided to 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 be hired by that company but you did not choose for that person to treat you that way right so that's what I'm saying is we make certain choices that put us in positions but it doesn't mean that everything that happens while we're in that position is our fault. It doesn't mean that we predicted every little thing that was going to happen, right? And I talk about this too in my introduction. I'm giving away the whole introduction, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I talk about this too where like I understand that I had sex. I understand that, you know, it was my choice to be with this person. It was my choice once I got pregnant. It was my choice to not have an abortion. It was my choice to keep the baby. It was my choice to be in this position where I am now where now I am a single mother. But... Like, did I know that me and that man were not going to work out? No. At the time when we decided to have sex and I got pregnant, un, you know, unknowingly, it wasn't in our plan. But, I mean, we were living together. We were planning on getting married someday. And we were planning on being together forever. So, of course, it wasn't like, you know. And, and, even, if, and even if I did get pregnant with some random guy, still, like, still... It's all fine because we can decide what we want to do, right? So, and I'm, so obviously I'm not saying like if you got pregnant and you weren't and you didn't have a future with that person planned, like you're still not a bad person is what I'm trying to say. But um, I did make those choices, right? And so those choices became my circumstances and now I get to do something with these circumstances. And so that is the great thing about knowing that you have power is that you, we cannot control other people. As I said, we cannot control everything in our world, but we can control what we do and how we choose to handle things, right? So, you know, and I don't believe too, this is a little tangent, but I don't believe that if you have mental illness or if you have mental health issues, I don't believe that that is an excuse to um, to abuse others, to abuse yourself, to um, not move forward in life. Is it valid? Absolutely. I'm someone who has suffered from mental health issues myself. I have a therapist right now. I'm in therapy. I've been on medication. I, I have a whole history with this stuff, okay? Um, 
So I'm not saying that it's not real, that it's not valid. I'm not saying that it's easy to get out of. I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that your feelings are not real or valid at all. What I'm saying is you get to choose to heal from those things. You get to choose to heal from anxiety or choose to heal from depression or choose to heal from whatever it is. And it might be a type of thing where you just learn how to manage it. I mean, I believe that there's a lot of disorders and mental illnesses and things like that that are a lifelong journey. I mean, and sometimes they never go away. But you can make choices even if you can't cure it, you can make choices to manage it and to help yourself more so that you can have a better life, you know, and of course it, it helps you treat other people better too, but those people aside, you know, it's really important for you to have a good and healthy life because otherwise, why are we even here, right? Like we need to make the best of what we have. I believe, I believe that to my core that we should all strive to live better, healthier, happier lives because otherwise we're just wasting time. Like, why would we be given this one life and then just want to waste it? I just don't understand that. But that's just my opinion. Take it or leave it. You're listening to my podcast, so I'm assuming you value my opinion. Um, so a lot of these questions are like, you know, how do I multitask as a single mom? How do I, or I, I don't even know if she said single mom. I think she just said as a mom. But, um, you know, all these things. And, and that's really like the first thing that you need to do is decide that you're going to make a change. Decide that you have the power. Decide that you might not be in control of everything, but you're in control of some things. And one of those things is your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, your plan, your structure. Um, so you get to decide right now that this is even a possibility. That's number one. Because you can't go into 2021 wanting change to happen and just say, well, we'll see if it changes. We'll see what happens. But you, you get to decide right now that it is going to change and you're going to be the one to do it. Okay. And maybe you'll hire help and maybe you'll ask for help. Maybe you'll get assistance and that's fine. I'm not saying you have to do it all on your own, but what I'm saying is you are, you're the only one that can heal yourself. You know, you're the only one that can make the biggest impact on your life. And so you get to decide right now that things are gonna change and I'm gonna be the one to change them. It's possible, it's doable, it's happening. I'm doing it right now, let's go. Okay, so you have to decide, you have to decide that it's part of your reality now. It's not just this idea. And this goes for changing anything. Okay, you have to believe that you can do it, that it's real, and that it's happening right now. So that is number one. Number two is, one of the questions specifically had the word multitasking. I try not to multitask. So if we're just talking, this is just a very small little tip here. But, we're, but if we're talking about multitasking, like doing multiple things at once, I do not work well that way. I have ADHD. I'm all over the place. I have anxiety issues. So like if I am, you know, I got to do this thing and then this thing and then this thing and I'm trying to do it all at the same time, like it's not going to happen. I mean, obviously right now I'm recording this podcast while I'm driving, but it's easy to do. I'm not holding my phone. I have my headphones in, you know, all those things or one of my headphones in. So yeah. So, um, you know, so compartmentalization is huge. 
Okay, so this goes for your thoughts and your actions. So compartmentalization is not doing multiple things at once. It's okay. I'm gonna. It's 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 saying okay. I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna get this done, and then I'm gonna move on to this thing and get that done, and then I'm gonna do this thing and get that done. It's not. Oh, I'm gonna do this while I do this while I do this. Okay. Um, and that'll actually help you get things done faster. A lot of people think if I multitask, it'll get done faster and sooner. And that's usually not the case because you'll get distracted. You'll take longer because you're trying to do it all at once. So compartmentalization. So, and that starts with having a daily plan. So make your to-do list. I make my to-do list the night before. And I also, I keep a planner. I keep a, I have my, the planner that I have right now for 2020 has daily pages and then a and then a monthly page. On the monthly page, I use that to track my sales and my expenses and stuff. So like I use that for other things. But the daily pages and they're and then then they're blocked off by hour. I use that to plan things and I always plan things in advance. I always know like before today comes, I already know what's happening today because I've planned it out over the last week and then last night I, you know, took a, a glance at my planner that I had already written in and planned and then I was able to make my to-do list and you know see what appointments I have see what I have going on and then break it down into those to-dos okay and so I have a to-do list and then I also have a planner um but they work together right and so really it's about knowing what's happening in advance and I understand being a parent is very unpredictable and sometimes things happen um I'm a, I'm a single parent and my son has special needs so I mean, every day is different, and it it goes according to my plan, maybe 50-50. I would say maybe even less of the time it goes according to my plan, but I, I it doesn't have to be perfect, but I know, I have an idea of what I'm doing, right? I have that structure, I have that plan, and then I'm able to be flexible when I need to, but, you know, if I have a plan and then a crisis happens... I can reschedule things for the next day. I can work around my, I can move my schedule around. I can work around things, whatever. But if I don't have a plan and a crisis happens, then I'm really messed up because then it's like, okay, this crisis happened and I also don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm just not going to do anything. And it's just pure chaos. So it's really important to have that plan and that structure and that includes not only work stuff, not only kids stuff, but making time for you. I mean, I make time for myself every single day. If I don't, if I skip a day or two or three or even a week, I can feel it. I'm cranky. I'm burnt out. I'm stressed. I'm tired. I'm not in a good mood. I can like feel it in my body. And then I'm not treating my child well. I'm not treating people around me well. And I'm not working well because my head isn't clear. So I need to take my morning quiet time every single morning, which includes writing in my gratitude journal, reading a devotional, reading my Bible, um, doing a meditation, and um, you know, really just getting quiet, spending that time with God and with myself, and and starting my day on the right foot. And then I'm more clear-headed. I'm happier. I'm in a better mood, and then I'm ready to start the day. And then I can go into my tasks and my to-dos and my schedule and all of those things. Um, but of course, I do recommend actually scheduling in your quiet time because I don't know about you, but for me, if it's on a list, if it's on my planner or in my calendar or whatever, I'm more likely to do it. Even if it's personal, even if it's like take a bubble bath, you know, like that's, go that's going in my planner. So yeah, so, um, so I schedule everything, I plan everything, even fun things. 
not everyone likes that. Some people get annoyed by that, you know, like I've dated people who didn't like that. They were like, why can't we just do stuff whenever we want? And, you know, usually those are people that don't have kids. So, you know, it's really important for me, maybe not for you, but for me, it's really important to have that structure. And if you don't work well with structure, good for you. I, I'm not like that. I'm someone who I don't like, I don't like structure. I would rather just be all over the place because that's more natural to me. Like I'm naturally a hot mess, but over the last few years, I've learned how to provide myself with more structure and stability and scheduling and planning and all these things. And I've found how much more fun it is. Like I'm all about having fun. If it's not fun, I won't do it. Sitting down and scheduling things and like structuring things is not fun for me. But by doing those things, it's providing more fun for me, right? I'm an Enneagram 7. I'm all about having fun. I don't care if it's perfect. Done is better than perfect. You know, there's a lot of other things I don't care about, but I care about having fun. And what I found is that when I slow down enough to actually figure these things out, I can have more fun in the future. And so it's really doing something your future self will thank you for. Um, So... And like I said, it doesn't have to be perfect. So I'm not like super rigid about my schedule. Like if I have to move something to tomorrow or if I get it done early or, you know, things change, I'm not freaking out. Right. But it's good to have that as a baseline, as something to go off of so that you know what you're doing and you're not spending half of your day figuring out what you're doing that day. Like you have it planned in advance. So I hope that helps. Um, Another thing too about me that is kind of weird perfect moms are going to hate this. I let my son have screen time. Like I let my son have screen time. I let him watch movies. I let him play on the iPad. Um, I let him have independent playtime with other toys too. I, I pretty much let my son do whatever he wants like most of the time. And I know that sounds crazy, but, um, I mean, even with having autism and ADHD, he is so independent. Like he is a lot more independent than I was when I was younger. Like, because I've taught him to be that way because he kind of has to be like, if I have a full day of work and he has a snow day or COVID happens and he's home all of a sudden for seven months, like, hello, what's going to happen while I'm working? He's going to have to find something to do. So, um, you know, so I do activities with him. We go places outside together a lot. We go hiking. We do a lot of fun things together. But then he also does a lot of things by himself and it's served him very well. So, um, I mean, I don't know if he would have really, like he's improved a lot over the years and really come a long way. And I think forcing him to be independent has really helped with that. And I think, you know, I don't know. I don't want to tell people what to do with their kids. But I just think that sometimes, I mean, I know for me, I was very coddled and very enabled and very overprotected when I was younger and it did not serve me well. Once I got out into the real world, I had no idea what I was doing. I I did not know how to take care of myself. So it's really important to me that I raise Trey in a way where he knows how to do things for himself, especially because he has special needs. Um, So I let him do whatever he wants. Like if I have to get something done, I'm like, hey, go in the other room. I got to make a call. And sometimes he does come in and interrupt me and that's okay. And sometimes he likes to do stuff right next to me. Like I'll be working on something and he's just sitting there working on his own stuff and it's fine. It's totally fine. So I think like not trying to be these overachieving parents, like, you know, it's okay if your kid does not, you know, I don't know, get first place at the science fair. Like it's okay. You know, like I think sometimes 
And again, this goes back to my childhood. Like my parents were so obsessed with me being perfect. And unfortunately, I, I feel like I missed out on, on some things because like, like I said, I'm an Enneagram seven. I just want to have fun. And so that's why as an adult, I'm very much, I make sure that I get that fun time. I make sure that I get that mindset time and things like that instead of being an overachiever because I could easily move into that space as well. So I think it's really just having a more casual attitude. Um, Let me see if I know where I'm going because I'm driving somewhere. Oh, only nine minutes away. Okay, should I wrap this up? Um, Okay. So, so I hope that helps. I mean, it's, it's really just finding this mixture, finding this balance, this kind of like, you know, there's, it's this dichotomy of like, yes, you need to plan. Yes. Working hard is important. You have to pay your bills. You have to take care of your kids. You have to make sure they succeed in life, but also you need to let go, you need to surrender, and you need to go with the flow and just enjoy life as well. I think that's just as important. So it's really about doing both, and, like, you'll know what you need to change. Like, maybe you need to have more fun and relax. Maybe you've been doing too much relaxing this year. Maybe you've been sitting on your butt all year. You know, there's – and this is not a fat phobia thing. This is not, like, a body whatever. You guys know I'm body positive. This is literally a health thing. Like the amount of people that have said they've gained weight this year for no reason other than they were just lazy and just wanted to sit and eat and drink all day because they were upset about COVID. Like you guys, that's not good. <laughs> like that's not good. And it's not because, oh, they're fat, whatever, quote unquote, um, because hello, look at me. But like it's, I don't even know what half these people look like because it's like Facebook statuses and stuff and I don't even know, remember who they are. But what I'm trying to say is like, some people need the motivation to achieve more. And some people need to be told that they can slow down and relax. And only you know what's the best thing for you. And sometimes that can change every day. Um, but the most important thing is having a plan and being able to have a flexible, casual attitude with that plan. So. It might take you a little while to figure that out and things can change and, you know, um, you might need to kind of just adjust things as you go. Um, but that's okay too. That's okay too. Um, so yeah, so I am super excited for this new year. I know it's going to be great no matter what happens with COVID because I don't let COVID run my life. Um, I don't let anything run my life except for me and God. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be exciting and I can't wait to work with those of you that have signed up for flow social, make sure that you sign up as soon as you can. It's $99 and the price doubles in, I believe four days, January 1st. So make sure you get in on that. The link is in my bio at own your bold on Instagram. Um, you can also just go to Gumroad. Oops, I'm going to miss my exit. You can also just go to gumroad.com slash L slash flow social IG course. And you can work with me on your Instagram. It's going to be super fun. And we're going to be focusing a lot on our mindset and our mental health and faith, love, connection, openness, 
with yourself, with the higher power, with others. And so it's going to be combining the spiritual with the practical. And you're going to feel so amazing as you go through this. And when it's done, you're just going to feel like an Instagram powerhouse. And you're going to feel relaxed and you're going to enjoy it. It's not going to be a chore to get on Instagram and promote yourself. It's just going to feel like you're just enjoying your life and living your life because you are. Okay. Well, I love you guys. And I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. Make sure that you message me again at on your bold on Instagram. Make sure you take a screenshot and share this episode if it resonated with you and tag me and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.